Are you ready? Yeah. Oh, good. That's good. I tell you that. I like that. <laughs> Some people are just born ready. <laughs> Amen. You know, I want to tell you, I say this as somebody who loves most things about Christmas. Uh, I, I'm not ready. <laughs> uh, part of me is ready. Part of me is not ready. You know, as, as we come into the season, as we come into Christmas, uh, Thursday night, we were, we were driving back from eating a meal together with my family. We were coming up uh, 75, coming up Central Expressway, and all of a sudden, traffic began to slow, like way down. I thought, there must be a wreck on the side. And, and it turns out, it, it wasn't a wreck on the side. What it turns out was that there was this long line on the exit ramp that led to a long line on the access road that led to this long, you know, there was this light and then there was this turn and then there's, it went down about another block and a half and there's all these cars down the block and a half filing in to the outlet mall. And this is at 7 o'clock at night on, on Thanksgiving evening. I thought, oh, my gosh, you know, I am not ready for this. I am not ready for the traffic. I am not ready to not be able to find a place to park. I am not ready to be blitzed by Christmas jingles. I am not ready to be, be besieged by Christmas ads. I am not ready to be overcalorized. Well, I guess I'm kind of ready for that. I've been practicing that on Thanksgiving. You know, overcalorized in my diet. I'm not ready to be oversubscribed on my credit card. I'm not ready to start figuring out whether I've been naughty or nice. And if the elf on their shelf is watching over me, I am just, I mean, there's this part of me that is just not ready. I'm just not ready for the commotion and for the confusion. I'm just not ready for the chaos that so often surrounds Christmas. I'm just not ready. I'm not ready on one hand, but on the other hand, you and I, we are very ready. Because you and I, we picked up the paper on Saturday. And when we picked up that paper, we opened it up and what we read, 235 dead in Egypt because of a bombing at a mosque. And when people fled from the mosque, shooting. And we look at that, and, and we look at that chaos. We look at that chaos and, and it moves our hearts. I know it moves your heart, I know it moved my heart. And I hear about, you know, talk that goes on about you know, over in the Korean Peninsula, and you hear it too, and we banter about the words nuclear war. I mean, do we stop and really think about what that means in terms of millions and millions of lives? Millions of lives. You know, we live in a world where we see all that. And I know there's part of you, because I know there's part of me that says, let there be. Let there be. Be peace. Let there be peace. And then we watch the television. And we see pictures. We see pictures of people who have given their life savings to human traffickers to get on leaky boats to go halfway across the Mediterranean Sea. And when they're halfway across the Mediterranean Sea, they're going to run out of gas. And when they run out of gas, if they're lucky, they're going to be rescued. And if they're not lucky, they're going to sink. And we look at that, and when you, not, when you look at that and when I look at that, I said, what moves a person to be in such desperation, 
that they have to leave their homeland under those conditions. I know you're like me. And you say, Lord, let there be. Let there be hope. And then we think about the state of our social debate within our country. And, you know, and you've heard it, we've talked about it, you know, people have talked about it, you know, at length about the polarization. But we we also know it's moved kind of beyond politics, and it's moved kind of into the general conversation of people. It moves into the middle of conversation of people in ways that what begins to happen is that we shout instead of share. We insist instead of understand. And, and we do that in ways that you just kind of begin to feel the fracturing. And as you feel the fracturing, you, you say to yourself, I say to myself, Lord, Lord, let there be. Let there be a love that draws us together in understanding. Let there be a love that draws us together in dignity. Let there be a love that draws us together in respect. Let there be a love. And I look at all of that, and you look at all of that, and we look at so much more, and as you look at so much more, you say, God, there is so many places in this world and in our lives where we need you. Let there be faith. Let there be. It is a formative, powerful phrase. You know, we come into this season sometimes, and we say, you know what, uh, we worry. We, you've heard this uh, expression, the reason for the season. You know, we got to maintain the reason for this season. And so often when people talk like that and they understand what happens there, people say, well, it's kind of like we have to defend the baby Jesus from Santa Claus. You know what? I mean, I understand that, and you understand that, but we also understand that the reason for the season is that we live in a broken world, and we live in a world that does need hope, and we live in a world that does need peace. And we live in a world that does need joy. And we live in a world that does need love. That is the reason for this season. John 3.16 said it this way. God so loved the world in which we find ourselves, the chaos in which we find ourselves, that he gave his only son into that chaos, into that commotion, into the creation, the way that creation finds itself in these moments, that in John 3.17, we might be saved through him. That's the reason for the season. That's where we find ourselves. God said, let there be. And so I'm ready for Christmas. And you are ready for Christmas because of the chaos. Because of the chaos. When we're reading the scripture, what we see in the scripture is that the scripture today begins to understand that that chaos is kind of a primordial, primal uh, essence of the human existence, of human condition. It says, in the beginning, before there was anything else, and then it uses these two, uh, this phrase, it's a Hebrew phrase, and the Hebrew phrase is tohu wabohu. And it's a kind of a, a, a beautiful rhyming phrase, tohu wabohu. What that phrase means is utter chaos. Utter chaos. And I, I love the way, you know, translators, they really can't capture it fully with just English. And so you, when you begin to read through the translations of Tohu Wabohu, they talk about utter chaos. And they talk about total emptiness. And they talk about, you know, all 
all-encompassing darkness. And they use all these phrases that are trying to catch up, which is like, you know, before anything was in being. And so they use these phrases, you know, in that blackness, in that chaos, in that tohuwabohu, in that nothingness. They say there's something. There's something in that nothingness. There is someone in that nothingness. And we know as we read through the scripture that that someone is God. And it's God and it's God's spirit. And it says that God's spirit is hovering. And, and that word, that verb hovering is, to, is meant, given to us to kind of get this sense of expectation. Something is about to happen. It's like when a conductor raises the, the conductor's baton right before the symphony explodes. You know, and there's that moment of silence and everybody is just kind of waiting right there. And that's where Genesis 1 has us. And when that conductor, when God is there, what happens is God says, let there be. And all of a sudden, it begins this kind of, almost an explosion of God's creation. Let there be light. In the darkness, let there be light. In the emptiness, let there be heaven and earth. Let there be skies, and let there be seas. And let there be mountains, and let there be valleys. And let there be rivers, let there be lakes, let there be forests, let there be prairies. Let there be birds and fish. Let there be all kinds of critters, two-legged critters. Four-legged critters, six-legged critters, hundred-legged critters, you know, two-legged critters, all kinds of critters, and all kinds of humankind. God says, let there be. And, it, and so God brings everything into this, into creation, and God orders it, and God ordains it, and God calls it good. And then what we find on the eighth day is that God rested God didn't stop. God created all things seen, and then God created all things unseen. Because I believe that in the desperation, God says, let there be hope. And I believe that in the emptiness, God says, let there be my grace and fullness. And that God says, in those places of pain and struggle, there be my peace. And God says in those places where our lives need it the most, let there be love. See what happens is we have a God who comes into the chaos of our lives. And in that chaos of our lives, God creates, God creates in a way that God is saying, let there be Jesus in those places in our lives. Let there be Christmas in the chaos of our lives lives. Let there be. Our theme for the coming season is let there be Christmas. And we've chosen that theme and we're kind of organizing our thoughts around that theme based on this premise that in each and every one of our lives there's at least a little bit of chaos. <laughs> at least a little bit of chaos someplace in everybody's life. And since we all have a little bit of chaos, I want to tell your friends, we all need a whole lot of Christmas. <laughs> we all need a whole lot of places where Jesus is born into our hearts and into our lives and into our world to bring God's hope and God's peace and God's love and God's joy and God's grace. Let there be Christmas. And so I invite you 
I invite you to begin to, to say, hey, I want to be here to be part of that and to hear how God says let there be and let it be in a way that begins to shape who we are in this season and leads us forward in this season because I want to let, let you know, friends, that ready or not, guess what? Christmas is coming. <laughs> ready or not, Christmas is coming. Ready or not, the chaos is here. Ready or not, God is creating. Ready or not, Jesus is born. Ready or not, Christmas is coming. Jim Moore tells this this, uh, cute story. And I want to close with this story because I think it kind of, in some ways, kind of touches my heart. I pray it will touch yours as well. He says that he was with a group uh, traveling in the Holy Land um, during... uh, on Christmas season, and they were in Bethlehem on Christmas Day, on Christmas morning. And as they were in that holy city on Christmas morning, you can imagine it was that group, and they were looking forward to to being in the place where Jesus was born, and it was them, and it was about a million other Christians who were looking forward to the place to be where Jesus was born on Christmas morning. And so they're all, all these tour buses are there, and all these tour guides are shouting out in all these different languages, and and everybody's kind of pushing and shoving, and and wherever you get, like... uh, two or more folks over in the Holy Land, if you've ever been there, you know you'll have at least five or ten souvenir sellers, you know, and so they have all come into the place and so what you got is all these people pushing and shoving and all these people kind of hawking t-shirts and kind of, you know, get your religious souvenir here and in terms of Jesus being born in this place and he said, you know, he said it was just it was a madhouse. He said Bethlehem was just bedlam. And so they're finding it, and he says, this is just, this is just destroying the, the whole thing for me. You know, this, all this chaos, all this bedlam, just messing it up. I'm just not ready for this. And he said, in the middle of all that chaos, all that confusion, he said there was a little girl, and a little girl in the midst of everything. She just got down on her knees, and she says, thank you, Jesus, for being born here. I want to tell you, friends, that's when Christmas happens. When in the middle of our chaos, when in the middle of our bedlam, in the middle of our commotion, in the middle of our confusion, in the middle of where we ever find ourselves in life, in the middle of where the world finds itself in life, we say, thank you, Jesus, for being born here. Let there be Jesus to be Christmas. Let that blessing fill our season as we move into the month ahead.